The Static Starters Network presents CJ Santiago. Holy fuck, we're gonna party. <laughs> I got really, really drunk. Really drunk. Like, not angry drunk, I was happy drunk. I got paid, bitch. I'm rich. Ian Cardenas. If I'm gonna die by the flu, which is a shit way to die, I'm just gonna die. Really yep. And government's shit, right? Like, we all think that the government sucks. Two longtime friends with two different ways of thinking. We're married, right? Like, we haven't said that, but we're, I mean, you kind of. Not, not with each other. Yeah, not to each other, no. This is the Kind of Professional Podcast. All right, recording. Same here. Sweet. How are you doing? Uh, tired. Tired. I bet. I bet you. Um, I'm actually feeling pretty refreshed today, but uh, I get the tiredness thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, like it was, it was kind of a hassle because like we haven't done a podcast in a while, so I was just kind of like, I had my lab microphone somewhere stashed. I didn't know where. I found everything else. I just couldn't find this uh, one piece that connects all the pieces together. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I looked everywhere in my room. Then all of a sudden, Erica pulls out this big suitcase. And I'm like, man, it's not going to be in there. All of a sudden, it's in there. I'm like, I turned this whole fucking room upside down. And then all of a sudden, it's inside this suitcase that I have no idea why it's in there. But yeah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Not only that, it was a hassle trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with my computer. And how come you couldn't hear me and I couldn't hear you. But it turns out it was two things. Um... One was the Bluetooth. So technically, your voice was coming from the JBL speaker I have in my room. So Erica is like texting me, why am I hearing Ian's voice in the, <laughs> in the JBL speaker? That's great. And I'm like, um, that's a good question. So then I realized I just had to turn off my Bluetooth setting and then I can finally hear you, but you couldn't hear me. So I had to go back into my PC settings to... Uh, get the lav mic working on my end. So I was like, ah, fucking PCs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I like this computer, but this was just a little too. Much. I feel like it would have been a lot easier if I just had a, an Apple computer. Um. Yeah. I, I think. I think that's pretty common. The. Yeah. Feel but that way. I think it also has to do with Spotify because I was playing Spotify through my phone, oh, but my yeah. phone is also my Spotify is also attached to my laptop. Right. Right. Yeah. So. It's, I've had, has I've had, had like that too. Yeah, like that device connection or whatever. Yeah, they try to like, uh, I think it's their way of trying to make it so that you don't steal music or whatever. Yeah, I guess, but it was a pain in the ass. I feel you. And just realizing it. But I mean, if PC or Apple wants to sponsor us, I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm cool with that too. <laughs> I'll take back what I said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too. It looks like uh, we're getting closer to that actually because uh, I think I sent you an. Did I send you the article about uh, Anchor being bought? Wait, what? Anchor got bought. No, I did not. Oh, shoot. Maybe well, I thought I sent it to you, but uh, Anchor got bought by Spotify. Oh, no shit. Yeah, they got a two. They uh, Spotify bought. Or, yeah, Spotify bought two really big um, like podcasting companies or media mm-hmm. companies, I guess I would say. They bought Anchor, and they bought uh, another one called Gauntlet Media. It's a pretty big company. Okay. But, uh... Oh, I mean, it makes sense, because, I mean, they're already connected with Spotify already. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're going big on a podcast, I guess, in the next year or two. 
Oh, shit. Well, uh, I take back what I said about Spotify. We're the, we're the family now. I know. Damn. Well, <laughs> hey, even if we are family, I can still talk shit about yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I agree. <laughs> everyone does that. Come on, though. Yeah, everyone. But, yeah, man, it's been a while. It's like uh, we were going to try to do it yesterday, but I uh, I had to take Erica out. Because it was like my my weekend, basically. Mm, I had mm-hmm. yesterday off and I had today off. So it's kind of been like, oh, shit, I got to give full attention to my wife. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's just going to go downhill from there. Right, 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 right. I get you. So um, I took her to go see, what was that, Captain Marvel? Mm, how was that? Um, <laughs> What's that? Bro, okay, so did you watch it? I didn't see it yet, no, but I, I feel free oh. to spoil. All right. Uh, Spoilers. Well, it starts, it starts slow. Okay. Like, it, for my taste, it starts slow in the beginning. All the action pack and stuff like that happens towards the end. And the end was really good. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty dope. But the intro, mm, I don't know. It was nothing special. Mm-hmm. I wasn't too excited about it. Um, but wasn't Captain Marvel originally a guy? No, I think everyone, everyone that doesn't know comic books and and whatnot, think are thinking of uh, Captain America. No, it was a uh, Captain Marvel. I think it was like a guy, and then it was a guy, then a girl. Um, I don't know. Then, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I it was. I, I, I wouldn't say that I know a ton about mm-hmm. comic books, but I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, that's what I've heard. So it's like. You know, I got nothing against that. Mm. And um okay, well, I got nothing against anything wrong with it. I'm just talking about the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Right, you know. Uh, I know a lot of people are trying to put a lot of hype on it cuz you know yesterday was also Women's International Day. Right, right. And so I can understand the release on that, but I don't think the impact was really there. Like to me it just felt like a normal movie. Yeah, okay. Like I, got- I didn't I didn't I didn't feel no girl power or whatever you want to call it <laughs> i didn't i didn't feel like i wanted to be like you know in the rooftops or like on a parade screaming up and down like yeah no nah, it's i don't know nah, it just felt like a normal movie i don't think well i don't think that uh marvel made it to be that way i think it was coincidentally that way or maybe they put it around that time but i don't know if it's mm. it was i don't know it seems to be that seems to be a, po- a focal point for a lot of like Female, you know. That's how some people were feeling. Female power people, you know what I mean? Like, I think they treated it that way, but I don't know if it was really meant to be that way. I think it's still just a comic book movie. Yep. I can can understand that. I heard. Um, I guess, like, some people were trying to compare it to, like, you know, Black Panther. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah. So it's like, okay, that had one type of impact, and it actually did pretty well. Whereas this one, the bad guys, it's... Not as good as Killmonger. Right, yeah. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, just a normal movie. I think it was all good. At the end, it was all good. Like, they had the connection between the Avengers, uh, Endgame, and uh, how uh, Nick Fury lost his eye, basically. Oh, right, right, yeah. So that's that's really cool, and, like, figuring out the story behind all that. So, because this is when Nick Fury just discovers, you know, superheroes. Yeah. And then wants to make the Avengers initiative. Yeah. You know, what's really funny too, is that, um, well, see to me, like, I think Black Panther, it, there's two, there's two things that go on there. So one is 
I think that uh, I think that Black Panther was. It's it's different when it's just a good movie like by itself, and you don't have that like secondary thought process. Right. Um, like I think obviously, yeah, there's some thought process behind Black Panther and things going on in America, and so there's there's always going to be like a two thought process at least in the present time. Mm-hmm. Um, so like thinking about both sides of it, one, it's a good movie. It's just a good movie. And then two, it happens to be, you know, predominantly black characters and all this other stuff. So I think if you lead with being a good movie, you're good to go. Whereas it, it doesn't sound like you were like super duper blown away. Um, yeah. And then there's a secondary thing to it. So, um, like I think uh, to me, it seems like there's more. There was more talk when uh, Wonder Woman came out. Yeah, definitely. Pe- yeah, I agree pe- with you on that. People were talking about that, and uh, really, I think majority of the people really liked it. Um, and and so I think that's part of it too. I think like uh, there was not more push on one side or the other because uh, may- I'm not hearing a ton of things about Captain Marvel. I know it just came out, but um, there's that point of it, and then. Uh, you know, and then there's the secondary thing, which is, uh, you know, men are evil. Yeah. Cause that's yeah. the thing too. Like the thing with wonder woman and like, I've talked to some people who were like, you know, I've talked to my wife, talked to her, her family and things mm-hmm. like that. They say, yeah, wonder woman is a lot better. It's like, I agree because, you know, if you want to talk about impact, I want to say, you know, it brought that up. It brought the attention up in the Wonder Woman movie mm-hmm. where like, you know, women weren't allowed to go inside those kind of meetings when she starts to see the generals. Right, right. Um, women were supposed to wear a dress a certain way. Um, you know, those kind of things. And then here's Wonder Woman. She's like, nah, screw all that, man. I'm a badass. Yeah, Whereas I, uh, you I, don't see that in Captain Marvel at all. I also think too that obviously uh, Wonder Woman's a, she's a lot more known as a, as a, a comic book character. Like even uh, women who really don't know about comics or anything, I think can still identify with the whole Wonder Woman side of things. Uh, Wonder Woman obviously was uh, she had a show like what it was like the seventies or the eighties. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and so I think there's a lot more of a footprint with uh, Wonder Woman than there is with with Captain Marvel. I think that they sort of like they're um, the Avengers are building up to this really big like last final movie that they have going on. Um, and Captain Marvel was supposed to be a part of that, like really big last stand. Um, so they kind of like interjected her like to me, I didn't, I haven't seen the movie, so maybe I don't know in the entire plot point. You can let me know if I'm right or wrong, but like, it seems kind of a weird thing to do where they had this Avengers movie. They had, they're introducing, they're introducing you again to all of these characters. Um, so all of the ones that we've been leading up to, um, you know, bringing back Spider-Man, um, Iron Man, uh, Black Panthers in the Avengers, so on and so forth. Um, and then they do a whole nother Avengers movie to introduce one character. It seems kind of like, I it, I don't know, it seems like they're, they just really wanted to push it. Like they use the that whole uh, I guess build up to the end to sort of push her um, as like she is the one that's gonna be is gonna help save the day. Um, it I don't know if I don't think she's a notable enough character. I understand that finally in this like 
right before the end, you want to introduce this really big character who's going to help, you know, wrap it all up in a nice bow. But I don't know if maybe there should have been at least the lead off early on to her, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like Thor had a, a few movies. Iron Man had a few movies and and whatnot and then she has her one movie and we're coming up to the last movie um that we're probably going to see for a while for like the whole marvel thing well so. i mean from watching the movie i realized like you know one movie is good enough because it has her origin um and then it's so basically uh well all right i'll i'll spoil it for you because you know when this gets released it'll get you know you know, everyone's probably going to watch it by then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Spoilers. So basically, yeah, so spoilers alert. <laughs> um, so the movie starts off like kind of like how she's Kree. And then we all know Kree is from like, you know, that blue dude who tried to, you know, take over um, that other planet with Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, mm-hmm. that blue dude? Mm-hmm, yeah, so mm-hmm. Kree. And so um, she lost her memory. She doesn't know much at all about her past, but she's like already a full grown woman. And she has no memory, but she believes that she's Cree. And um, and I was a little confused about this, too, because she even had blue blood. I don't know how that played out later on in the end, but it turns mm-hmm. out she's actually human. Mm-hmm. So throughout this entire time, she's been fighting a war for the Crees to fight off the Scrolls. When really the Scrolls, yeah, like that fooled me, which was really good. Um, I give them props on that for make, tricking me, thinking that, oh, yeah, these Scrolls are like the bad dudes, but really they're not. Like, throughout the entire time, like, I wasn't thinking, oh, these guys were, you know, good guys. Like, the way they, they never really brought it up in mm-hmm. that kind of way. Mm-hmm. And so, um, towards the end, you see that they're the good guys and the Kree's the bad ones because the Kree um, tried to kill her and someone else, but she basically absorbed this power, but she lost all her memories. So the Kree used that to take advantage of her and then uh, try to make her be a weapon for them, basically. Um, mm, okay. and towards the end of the movie, she, um, unlocks all her powers. Cause like the Kree had like some type of like device on her neck who kind of like suppressed most of her power. So she can only use a small bit of it. But when she finally broke that thing off, she took out a whole freaking battleship all by herself. So with that much power, seeing that at the end of the movie, you can already tell, oh yeah, man, you know, Thanos couldn't even do that. Right. So right. you could tell she's going to be a badass in the end game movie. Yeah. And like, you know, it also goes back to, um, you know, Nick Fury. He has his uh, two way because this is all in the 90s, which mm-hmm. is really cool because you have like the 90s music. You have like TLC and like um, all this other stuff going around in the background. And um, even No Doubt, No Doubt was in that one, too. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like yeah. how they just portrayed 90s music kind of like they did with the Guardian of the Galaxy. Yeah. And um, what was it? Yeah. And so they brought in the pager thing, like, because, you know, when uh, everyone was dying in The Last Avengers, you see Nick Fury try to page her. So they bring that up into the movie and how that portrayed, uh, yeah, how he lost his eye. Um, I'm not going to ruin that part for you. It's actually kind of funny if you think about it. Uh, but yeah, it, to me, it was just a normal, pretty cool movie. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like, like Origin of Avengers and like Guardian of the Galaxy with the music and all. And it was really good. I won't uh, lie. Out of 10? Out of 10, what would you give it? Uh, let's see. 10 being like freaking amazing that y'all watch it a lot or? Yeah. 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 I'd say about, I'd say about an 8. Okay. A good 8. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say a good 8. Because like, you know, 
graphics were good like storyline was pretty good yeah, yeah um you know but the whole impact though like you know talking about like you know what we talked about earlier like with the whole like black panther thing yeah um not as much no or wonder woman not as much but as the movie like an iron man or like you know spider-man kind of movie i say yeah give it an eight okay pretty good then yeah pretty yeah. good i liked it yeah and then uh i'm so, looking forward to the spider-man movie later on though that's gonna be pretty dope because it has mysterio i'm looking forward to that yeah one. i do like mysterio um so that's cool though i i'm, I'm that's good to hear i'm not i wasn't like i want to go see it but i wasn't so uh sure about the character i always get wary of characters mm-hmm. who like um maybe the public doesn't know about because um like just your average everyday like movie watcher or people who just watch superhero movies for like fun because then you don't know how fast or slow the the story stuff is going to go you know what i mean because you have to slow the story all the way down or you have to tell the story like in in like detail so it's always i don't know it's kind of weird to see sometimes if if it's going to be really like slow and boring or whatever i definitely say yeah like um the first part though like the intro like her trying to figure out what her past is all about yeah that part's kind of boring because like you know it's just slow but towards the end like towards the middle and the end it starts to pick up and you're like oh okay this now looks really enjoyable Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but i really like the part when like you know she finally gets on earth and she's like you know seeing nick fury and all these other people that's when like um yeah it starts to pick up from there yeah for sure I did hear though, um, and just the last point I want to bring up about it because I think I think it's funny to wanted to bring up real quick because we were ta- we talked a little bit about the social impact part of it. So there was a lot of articles going back about the star Brie Larson and basically how like intimating that she hates men in a way, or I guess white males in a way. <laughs> did you hear about this at all? I did not. Please tell. Okay, so there was a. Uh, I heard it. I heard it from somewhere else, but when I looked it up, I uh, a site called CCN. Basically, the the title says Captain Marvel faces boycott backlash over Brie Larson's man hating, uh, and sort of goes over. Um, it, it was more of a, of a political piece than anything else, so I don't. I didn't like really get too far into it, but um, I guess the part that they're kind of getting angry at is that. Um, so I guess a year back or a couple months back, um, she had another movie called A Wrinkle in Time. Okay. And I think A Wrinkle in Time is more of like an artsy, fartsy type movie. So it's like one of those movies, probably not. Yeah, skewed. I think that, that's the one with Oprah, right? I think. I have, I have no idea, to be honest with you. Uh, okay. But <laughs> at... Uh, it says in June 2018 uh, speech at Crystal Plus Lucy Awards, Larson argued the film industry to promote women of color and marginalized white men whom she says have dominated the industry for far too long. Uh, quote by her, I don't want to hear what white uh, what a white man has to say about a wrinkle in time. I want to hear what a woman <laughs> of color or a biracial woman has to say about the film. I want to hear what teenagers think about the film. <laughs> Um, I could see how that can be confusing to some people. I mean, well, yeah, let's be honest. It's always been like, you know, that kind of thing. It's Hollywood, man. It's 
Yeah, right. You it's know, like it's a, been like that. It's been that since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so it's like, oh, go ahead. No, and it just goes on to like basically say like she's kind of had a past of like, um, she's kind of had a, a past with like white male movie reviewers and sort of putting them off. And then it kind of goes into a story about how uh, Wonder Woman was a much better um, depiction of how uh, a female like protagonist should be because in her movie it sort of raised men and women up as like equal whereas they're saying that they feel that Captain Marvel is sort of uh putting down all other men and shaming men and stuff like that no not necessarily i mean it didn't look like nick fury's being put down at all in that movie right. or olsen or freaking like the what's it called the the scroll males mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it didn't didn't really look like that it just looked like this girl's a badass and like you know there's no reason for her to prove it yeah it's kind of I, I wanted I, mean? I wanted to bring it up because i saw a lot of articles about it previously um mm-hmm. and i know you told me you were gonna see it so i wanted to bring it up just because i thought it was interesting i think the con i think her comment is really stupid but um <laughs> i mean it's at, at the same time i think that um they make it really political at on the other end of it too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe she just has that thought herself in her heart, but like then they go and make it political about like, Oh, liberals think this and think that. And so I didn't get, I didn't really get too far into the article. I just wanted to like read her comment from that, from that point on. And um, some other people are, are intimating that she maybe didn't have as much fun doing the, um, the Captain Marvel character, like she said, she felt really silly doing it and that she, um, that she just like laughed a lot because she was basically fighting in invisible enemies and all this stuff. But, uh, so I, I thought it was interesting, you know, mm. but yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then, I mean, in the movie, there's only like maybe one or two times when like some guy's trying to hit on her, but mm-hmm. nothing really, nothing really out of the, norm because you know it's funny though like when you were talking earlier about like how you know with feminists and like you know trying to boycott and all these things and people um you know boondock saints right yeah Mm -hmm. you remember the intro of that movie yes when he says the rule of thumb yeah 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 yeah, i remember yeah and it's i don't know why but every time when i think of things like that it's just like Calm the fuck down. <laughs> it's like, that's not what they really mean. If they knew what the rule of thumb, like, or it's just a saying nowadays, mm-hmm. but, and I just remember in that movie, like, you know, they got in a fist fight and then all of a sudden the brother comes in and punches her in the face. And I'm like, well, hey, you punched first. It's, fuck, it is what it is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, If anyone hasn't seen the Boondock Saints, just watch the beginning. Yeah. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, like, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I try to keep things equal. Like, for example, when I was in boxing, dude, like, there's times I had to fight, you know, girls too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, and we were told, you know, don't hold back. Why hold back against your opponent? And it's like, don't let gender get in the way. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. in, she's in that ring with you. She's, she's built. She's been trained. She knows how to handle it. So, hell, I can say right now, yeah, there was a woman who gave me a good right hook in the face and that, it would hurt. <laughs> I think you know, I think that a lot of this comes um, at the cost of being political. You know what I mean? Like, um, mm-hmm. I 
I guess I, I guess from my side of things, I would probably be labeled more liberal than anything, but like, I'm, I'm the same as you. I like to keep things like traditionally equal, like meaning it's 50, 50 split down the middle, like whatever happens, you know, I don't really have any thought process about any political goings on. Like, I think that there's a bigger fight now for obviously for women's rights because there are, there's, you know, unequal pay and in instances and there's, um, you know, uh, power dynamics are different for females in, in, in some instances. And so, um, obviously they're fighting that fight, but I think the, I think a lot of it gets missed too, because on some, on some of that side or, regardless of what you're fighting for, there's always going to be extremists on those sides. So I think on some of those sides that females um, try to raise women up while bringing men down. And then obviously I think that's pointless to uh, equality. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. That part I don't like, it's like, you know, bringing someone up, you know, yeah. But if you're bringing the other person down, that's like, you know, then you're no bit different than being like a racist. You mm -hmm, know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, yeah. It's no different. It's like you're hating on someone just because they happen to be that sex or that color. It's mm -hmm. like there's no difference. Yeah. And one thing is, though, back in the 40s, like, they had, you know, a need for women to be in the factories, you know, building weapons for the guys back in World War II, you know? Mm -hmm. And then uh, after the war, it's like it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, you guys can go back in the kitchen. And it's like, how the hell does that work? Right, right, yeah. And then so, I think from that point on, it, it we saw a lot of different things happen, right? Because, like, in the 70s, there was other, you know, women's rights movements happening, bra burnings and um, mm -hmm. fights for, like, you know, early, even earlier on, like, voting rights and, and so on and so forth. So um, I, I, think, I think people would like to get caught up because nowadays they can, they have a voice to get caught up with, you know what I mean? If you, if you put something out online, somebody will react to you. And that's, we've talked about it a ton of times on a ton of different podcasts already that if you have that power to say something and people can react to you, you feel some sort of power from that and sort of just keep going in that direction. And I think that's where a lot of um, like present day um, complaining or even like these extreme fights happen because people can put their opinion out and it just is received right away by people who agree with them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But I, I think you just got to pick your battles, man. Like choose your battles wisely. Cause if you try to like fight with someone like all the time, then yeah, everyone's going to think you're just the dick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, um, Oh man. So I don't know why, but I was on like uh, YouTube the other day and I was just kind of looking at like, just some funny shit so I can get a laugh at. Mm -hmm. And it was like basically angry customers. Oh yeah. And, um, I love that. And so there was one, I was kind of laughing really hard cause um, it was basically a transgender um, going inside a GameStop and was flipping out be to the guy because, you know, it called the guy man when he tried <laughs> to say ma'am. Uh -huh. Well, first off, yeah, that sounds like two and two. It's, yeah. it's close. Yeah. And second of all, it's a motherfucking GameStop, dude. Yeah. Everyone in a GameStop is called a man or a dude or guys. Like, that's just their vocabulary. Yeah. You know, they don't mean any offense. And like, <laughs> so you see the, um, the ma'am in question or like in, in the scenario, she's kicking things around. She's yelling. <laughs> she's, you know, 
throwing out games and blah blah blah. And she's like, I'm gonna get the LGBT community on your ass. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> and then he's like, um, ma'am, please calm down, ma'am. And like it almost sounded like he said, man, then she just flips out again. And it's like, <laughs> damn, where's the off button? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind anyways. I mean, who still goes to GameStop anyways to buy games? Oh man. I it's it's kind of like who it's a GameStop. Like, you know, it's it's just the way they talk. It's right, like, right. Well, I do that too. And, I, I know I do that too. Like when I uh, talk to like females who I'm super comfortable with, I'll say dude a lot. Like I'll just call mm -hmm. them dude. So, and I, and I think dude is like one of my things. Like I'll just, if I'm being nonchalant, I'll say it. And so I could see how that could <laughs> be taken out of a, the wrong way probably. But yeah. Well, let's be in mind. This person was probably in their forties or thirties. So it's like, yeah, they're not, they're not down with the youth. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, but hey, man, just chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Interesting. But uh, yeah, so that was that. Yeah. Uh, man, a lot of stuff has happened since we last talked. So I know, right? Michael Jackson is like, we're not allowed to listen to his music anymore. Uh, Wait, what? R. Kelly, we can't listen to his music anymore. Okay, that I know, yeah. Um, uh. Six nine. If you did listen to his music, you can't listen to his music anymore. I mean, because he's a snitch. Yeah, because he's a snitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, a lot of people, okay. Let's first get with the Michael Jackson thing, man. So, the documentary came out about about Michael Jackson. I don't know if you heard anything about that. Briefly. So yeah, so it came out. Uh, Leaving Neverland was on HBO, mm -hmm. and I saw a glimpse of it. I actually didn't see the whole thing, but uh, I saw I saw the highlights from it. And uh, it's basically about um, two guys named uh, James Safechuck and Wade Robson. And mm -hmm. uh, it focuses on the alleged abuse um, that they faced. It's a nearly four-hour film um, about the abuse itself, follows interviews with Safechuck and Robson, as well as their mothers, wives, and siblings. Uh, to give a wider view of abuse and the aftermath that followed. And so basically, dude, there was just, there was just some wild stuff that was uh, alleged in, in the movie. Now, Michael Jackson was never charged or like, you know, wasn't like, he was never uh, prosecuted for any like abuse or anything like that. But mm -hmm. um, obviously they're coming out in they're basically saying that, uh, uh, dude, it's, it's kind of rough to say. Um, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to see the, the little plot points here, but not so like, did he actually like sexually abuse him? Or yeah. What? Yeah. Like he would like, yeah, he would, he basically, they, they alleged that, yeah, he sexually abused them that, you know, they would, he would have them sleep in the same bed. Um, and that, you know, he would have them do really, like, they, they were being graphic within the documentary, obviously, to tell the story. Um, but they would say that certain acts that he would have them do or uh, just a whole mess of, like, really, like, just really a lot of messed up stuff. Like, one one thing that people keep bringing up, and I wish they would stop just because it's not, like, because it, it just sounds gross. Uh, okay. but he would like, ha like ask them to like spread their butt apart and like do shit. Like, Oh yeah. Like it was like pretty graphic and 
Um, so there's a lot of mixed mixed uh, reviews on this. Like people are already um, like getting rid of Michael's music and stuff. I think Spotify took down. I think Spotify took down some of his music. Um, well, all I know is that they haven't taken out uh, "Rock My World" because I I still like it. Yeah, you know, "Rock My World" with uh, even that intro with uh, Chris Tucker. Right. Yeah. I mean, hey, yeah, but uh, additionally, anyways, additionally, The Simpsons removed his episode. Oh. So they can they confirmed finally that. Do you remember the episode where, um, I think it's Homer goes to jail or he goes to like a mental institution, and he has a uh-huh. uh, he has a. Uh, like a cellmate and his name is Leon is a large white man who claimed to be Michael Jackson. <laughs> Do you remember this at all? Okay. No, not it's been a while, dude. Oh, okay. Well, you know how many Simpsons episodes are out there? No, I know. I know. And this was like, this was back in the nineties too. This is like one of the older ones. Well, he goes, the, oh, Homer bro. goes there. He gets a mental institution with a, with a, he, uh, a mate, a cellmate. His name is Leon. He thinks he's, Michael Jackson, but he's a large white guy. And so when they get out, Homer takes him home. Funny enough, really funny, uh, he bef- he befriends Bart, a little <laughs> boy, obviously. Oh, um, shit. And then he helps Bart uh, come up with a birthday surprise for Lisa. And he sings in the thing. And it sounds like Michael Jackson, well, they finally confirmed it was him. And the creator of the show said that um, he was taking the episode out of rotation forever so it won't be in syndication i'll never play on tv you won't be able to get it in a dvd box set anymore like that's it if you have it i'm guessing there's going to be some money behind that um but but yeah that's removed um radio stations are pulling his music i'm kind of going down the list here that i see um music and streaming sales have declined for him london bus tours um are not running for it that we're running for, I guess, Neverland are not running for that anymore. Um, Michael Jackson musical to be canceled. I know there's one in Vegas. I think they're starting to shut down now. Um, Damn. Yeah. The Jackson state uh, sued HBO for airing the documentary. Um, there's a lot of back and forth. So once again, he hasn't been acquitted, but the things that they're alleging and the detail that they're alleging it in is like pretty hardcore. And right. Well, um, it, my question is though, how come this, none of this was brought to light when he was alive? And so there's some of that in the documentary too, as well. And okay. they kind of, they, and because they have the wives and the, uh, of the, of these two guys and the parents and stuff, they asked the parents are like, you know, why, how did this go on? And how did you not like, how were you not a part of this? And they were just kind of like alleged that they were confused and, uh, you know, they were kind of at all of being in the presence of Michael Jackson and, Obviously, they're being brought to Neverland Ranch, which is a huge, like, at the time was a huge, like, complex and had all this, you know, going to fairs and seeing movies and so on and so forth. And, you know, he would just basically, like, they just thought he was, you know, that was just who he was and he was harmless. And so they let their kids go and sleep with this grown man, which in my mind is completely stupid, but. (laughs) Yeah. I uh, I forgot who the comedian was. Um, I think it was no Dave Chappelle. I think 
um, he was talking about that. Remember when he had a, his first allegations or something like that? He was on the Chappelle show. Yeah. Like yeah. when he was in court, when he was like, it was Michael Jackson, I think the R. Kelly and all that. Yeah. Uh, the lawyer's like, okay, well, Mr. Chappelle, would you let your kids be in sleeping in Michael Jordan, <laughs> Michael Jackson's bedroom? He's like, fuck no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, they question the parents and it's this whole thing. And uh, so look, man, He's a weird guy, and yeah. he obviously hung out with kids more than adults. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I can't obviously can't say personally myself if he's guilty or not, but he looks very suspect. And uh, these two guys uh, put out put out the documentary, and people are going back and forth, man. Like mm. I think CI came out and said that that this was an attack on all of the uh, black society and people were trying to bring down black culture because of this and he didn't believe it. Um, how, do, how does that get into play? How does that... Dude, don't even... Where's the connection? Where's the link in that one? Don't even <laughs> ask me. I don't know how that works <laughs> in. I mean, obviously, yes, we know Michael Jackson is is black. Um, yeah, it's funny how, like... Back, it was like back in the '90s or '80s. Like he had to go on TV and be like, you know, my skin is white, but deep down I'm black. And because you know, he had to. I, I forgot how he changed it and why, but I just remember he had to go on TV. He said that. that um, he said well, he stated that he had vitiligo. So vitiligo is when uh, you lose like pigmentation in your skin, mm-hmm. and so what it does is it makes your skin blotchy. It'll make it like parts of it like extremely white, and then where other places you're extremely black. You know what I mean? So you yeah. kind of look like a puzzle piece. Like your body is like some of it looks like your natural color, and then some of it will just lose all of its pigmentation and it'll be white. So he started to bleach his skin because he had a bit of LIGO, but that was never really confirmed either. I don't believe it was just kind of one of the the things he he used for the reasoning behind uh, bleaching his skin uh, yeah. one color, and then um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Mm. There was a there was a conspiracy theory floated um by someone I recently listened to a podcast and somebody floated that this whole thing is going on because they wanted to attack the Michael Jackson estate and basically make them broke and bankrupt. So before, you know, Michael Jackson passed away, he owned I guess he owned like 50% of like I think it's Sony's music catalog or something like that. Mm, like, I know like, he had a few Beatles albums. Like the records. Masters. So, yeah, he owned all of the, basically all of the Beatles Masters. Mm-hmm. And with Masters, that you that means you you own those recordings. So anytime they play, anytime they're going, going to be used, um, you are getting paid for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a huge chunk of money. Um, and I guess he was saying at one one point in an interview, Michael Jackson was saying that when he acquired the Beatles masters overnight, he said his life changed. He said that he was, you know, all these allegations were coming out. People were calling him Wacko Jacko. Uh, like the people were attacking his character right away. He said that uh, there was some sort of conspiracy that he was being attacked because he owned this massive amount of of revenue um that the companies didn't didn't any longer have and so uh they were trying to assassinate his character so that he could 
give those up or he had to give those away or something like that. Yeah. Which well, is, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a curious, uh, theory, but I don't know. I like to always think of what Biggie used to say, man, more money, more problems. Right. Like, right. And that shit's true, dude. Like if people know that you have money, people are going to come out of the woodworks just to fuck with you. And but you think about owning the Beatles masters. Do you th- understand how much money that that generates in itself? Like exactly though. Yeah, exactly. My right. point. It's like either it's an investment deal or someone saying, Hey, you're, you're the son of this person. You're the father of this person or whatever. It's, they just want a piece cause they understand how much money that is. You know, right. You right. give someone that type of power. Oh man, hell break loose. And so I just looked it up right now. It says just in a snippet, I just put in Beatles masters value. It says it's worth, it's worth has been previously estimated at $2 billion. This is just the Beatles catalog. Jackson's estate returns a 10% share of EMI's publishing arm. My, my Jack music, along with the company that owns all of Jackson's song and master recordings. So, so just the Beatles ones were worth two billion dollars by themselves. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and obviously to like let people know, like if they don't understand what that means, like publishing is everything. So that's that's where you make your money from music. Um, mm-hmm. And so basically, I'm guessing at this time, like knowing that the even that the Beatles masters were for sale, there was probably some weird contracts or deals that record labels had going with them. Um, and, and so owning those masters gives you, like I said, going back again, it gives you rights to everything. If they play in a commercial, every time someone buys CDs, you're getting that money. And so the 2 billion would be estimated out over time, but it's um, liquid capital. If that makes sense. Like just having the masters means he has $2 billion, but it's not like, cash funds like he doesn't have the money in his hands liquids not Ex- yeah physical yeah exactly so uh but man looking at the article it's just nuts dude i mean it's Jesus. The, and well then, i mean yeah I, I mean honestly though like i can't look back and say hey i I grew up with this music and i like it way before all this shit came out to light that's that's the hard part that i kind of i find hard to understand like throughout your entire life or our lives, we've been listening to this music and everything's been cool. And then all of a sudden, like one night try to change everything of what you, you know. Yeah. But with. like, and so I was going to make a joke. Like I was gonna say, no, we can't listen to him anymore. This is 2019. We got to stand with victims. But like, I guess to bring up an actual serious question, does that mean that you can no longer listen to this? Some of the stuff like, because one is, I think just talking, just me and you, like talking face to face, we'd say, no, like that's stupid. Like, why will we ever not listen to this stuff? But as a culture and going out and speaking with other people, if, if someone is to cancel that and they say to you, well, why aren't, does that mean that you support a pedophile? Obviously, no, that's not what we would ever support. We don't support pedophilia or any other acts against children or anything like that. But is it going to be easy to still speak his name in public? Is it still going to be a thing to be able to like say you like his music? Cause like to me, I was making a, a joke to crystal, you know, to my wife that 
I would, you know, it, it's not fair because I'm listening to teen Michael Jackson. Like I like PYT back when he was, you know, like 18 or whatever. And he wasn't doing sick shit back then. So that I could still listen to that. Doesn't that make sense? But at the same time, I think that they just wipe out everything that that person has. Like once an allegation comes out, it's like, no, you can't support that person anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true, man. I mean, shit, look at look what happened to R. Kelly. Well, that's a little feels a little different, right? Like we know for damn sure that motherfucker did that. Like, I don't yeah. think anybody has any doubts that that guy is a creep. Like, that that's very true. So yeah, I don't we know. We all about, know he did uh, it. Yeah, I don't know about that. And then we you saw his interview, right, where he's screaming into the camera. No, I didn't. Oh my goodness, dude! <laughs> I think we need to play a clip, but like, but, yeah, he is. He's had an interview with. So. <laughs> Right now, they say that they said this week or this past week that uh, Oprah Winfrey and uh, Gail, you know, her partner, her partner Gail, or whatever I don't remember her last yeah. name, but that they're winning right now. So Gail did the R. Kelly interview, and Oprah had the interview about Michael Jackson. So they say like the big two biggest women right now, or at least two biggest people in news right now, are them because they have those two exclusives. But um, Gail had this; she had a a sit down interview with R. Kelly and he's just screaming into the camera. He's like, I didn't do this stuff. This is not me. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this. I gave y'all 30 years of my career. Robert. 30 years of my career. Y'all trying to kill me. He's like, I didn't do this. He's like, I'm literally fighting for my life and y'all want me to die. Like he's like screaming and sweating into the camera (laughs) and Gail's like, uh, you know, Robert, calm down, blah, 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 this and that. He's like, no, no. He, st- he stands up. He's screaming. Dude, it was wild. Damn. It's wild, bro. Dude, I, I, I got to watch that now. Yeah. Just imagine him going crazy. Yeah, I'm going to insert a clip, but, like, that shit is wild. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. So That's yeah. crazy. All right, well, uh, so we, okay, so we got... MJ out there. We got R. Kelly now, 69. Uh, that one, I'm just like, I'm a little confused by. Like, he just comes off saying, oh, you know, this dude is English or British. And dude, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't understand how that stuff came about. He had all this information on all these different people, dude. Huh. Like, he, like he told on his best friend, or at least, you know, who he says was his best friend. He, yeah, he, I guess he, I didn't know that, like, in the beginning, that they said he told on 21 Savage, that that's how they figured out he was in America illegally, I guess. Supposedly. Apparently Supposedly. he's here legally. Yeah. But I don't I, know. I think he just wanted to get the attention off, off of him for a bit. Well, obviously. I mean. Yeah. But. That's a different story. I mean, I didn't really listen to his music in the first place to begin with, so I really don't care whether it stays or goes. But agreed. Um, I haven't I haven't listened to his shit either. But he snitched on everybody, and I think we can both agree that if you're gonna get into that lifestyle, you know, you got to kind of handle your business, man. You can't just yeah. I understand why he snitched personally. Like I I get it. Yeah, but. Now your life is jacked. Like you can't do anything and move the same way anymore, right? I don't think uh, people keep arguing back and forth about whether he's going to be able to come out and make music and be out in the face of 
you know, America again? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And a lot of people are saying like, no, it's fine. Like the kids nowadays, they don't care if you snitch and blah, blah, blah. And I agree. Kids nowadays don't care if you snitch. Uh, but I think that the people we snitched on are probably going to have an issue and that's a whole nother, whole nother mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah. Well, cause what was it like 56 years, 46 or how long, how many years was it? Uh, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like 50, 50 something years. I mean, that being said, I do understand, but at the same time, it's like, you kind of fucked yourself over, man. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't, I don't understand how you live a normal life after that. Like, like in the, he was, I think he, they said he was already placed into witness protection program, but like, and people keep making jokes like, oh, how do you place a rainbow, a rainbow haired colored kid with six, nine tattooed on his face in witness protection? But like, I, I, that's a serious question for me. Does he then dye his hair yep. black? Does he shave his head? Does he get to tattoo removal and stuff like that? Like what happens? Like, I don't even understand what happens in that, in that case. You got, yeah, you definitely got to think about that kind of shit. Be like, okay, if I'm in witness protection, how the hell are people not going to recognize me? Yeah. And it's like, if that's the case, just take the motherfucker out of the country, man, because take him somewhere where they don't know him. It's, I don't know. It's, no matter where he goes in this country, I'm pretty sure people are easily going to recognize him. Again, as he has 6'9", is tattooed on his face. And all over his body, too. So, like, and, and that's, that was, like, a serious question for me. Like, I don't know how people... I don't know how you move around to witness protection. Like, is does witness protection ever end for you? Like, how does that even work? Mm-hmm. But I have no idea. Yeah, man, we gotta stop listening to all that music. So, you gotta delete that from your <sighs> account. I mean, I still look in the Jackson Five and like, yeah, like the younger days. But yeah, that's hard. Yeah, you can listen to Kid Michael, right? He wasn't raping people. <laughs> no. He wasn't touching. Uh, if anything, he was. If anything, he was just getting beat by his dad. Yeah, that's right. So, did ah uh, uh, man. All right, that guy had a fucked up life. Teen, Let's just say this teen guy. to Jackson five age. We agree. We can listen to. We're not deleting that. Everything above yep. that, we're not. We're deleting all of it. We can't listen to it anymore. Say so, but uh, I still say I'm listening to Janet Jackson though. I don't think she's anything. Oh, crazy. she's not touching people. No, she's good. Yeah. Well, I mean. It depends. If she's touching me, like, or something. Oh, like, well, you know. Yeah, it is what it is. Hey. All right, yeah. Huh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, well, Janet Jackson's getting kind of up there now, so I'll, I'll, I'll probably pass. <laughs> there was a joke the other day. Someone, he said a joke on a podcast that... It what was Jan- it? What, that what if Janet Jackson came out and started yelling at Oprah Winfrey over the Michael Jackson thing? But she would just be yelling in a loud whisper. Because, <laughs> you know, she like she talks like she's whispering all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she'd just be yelling in a loud whisper. Oprah, Oprah, how could you do this? Oprah, Oprah. That shit was hilarious. Um, I still remember that uh, Super Bowl thing, man. The titty. Yeah, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Oh, man. It's... I remember I had a friend back in the day, and uh, he's like, "Man, no, my dad recorded that on VHS. We we had we just go rewind it every day." I'm like, oh, <laughs> "What? Oh God the hell? <laughs> damn!" I mean, I didn't know people. Well, I I don't know why his family would record the Super Bowl every year back then, but that hey, sounds boring as shit. The last couple of Super Bowls have been so boring. 
Yeah. No, yeah. this was like way back though. And we didn't. We even passed that. We haven't had done a podcast since that. The stupid oh, room damn, five that's... and Travis Scott bull crap. Dude, that was trash. That was, tra- that was the worst fucking Super the Bowl game... and performance. Yes, the game was trash and the performance was trash. Yeah. And oh god, and it's like you think Andre would like have to show up. You know what I'm saying? Like, <sighs> yeah. Why have only one half? Just have the whole outcast there, man. You they know they got some badass songs in there together. They should have just did outcast as the the guest. Yes. I don't know why Maroon Five. I mean, who was that other dude that only had like one song? Travis or Scott. Or half a song? Travis Scott. Yeah, that that was lame. Yeah. It's Oh God, yeah, you're right. We didn't have a podcast about that. But we can just say it's trash. Yeah. Nope. I can't think of anything really big that happened though, other than the stuff we just talked about that we missed. Hmm. Have to ponder a bit. Because, yeah. like, when's the last time we even did this? I want to say we did one in January. We did? I want to say. I'm looking it up right now. Anyways, it's been a while. Maybe even December. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to open up, like, see if I can find something um, here. Oh, October. I lied to you. Oh, wait, wait. Better yet, I'll just look up our old our podcast on Spotify since you know. Yeah, it was October for sure. Uh, let's see here, kind of professional. Damn, October. Yep, October twenty second, so the end of October. Oh yeah, we talked about the <laughs> X videos. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Oh man, that was a good one. I like that. That was a. Uh, there was some good stuff in there. I recommend yeah. that you guys go watch that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, we're practically at our hour already. Yeah, yeah. I uh, no. I do have another thing I want to talk about next time, but yeah, I think I think this is good. I think this is a good comeback and just hey, we cra- recap all the big things that happened. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, we definitely needed this just to like get ourselves back up there again, and then uh. Hey, we actually can have a sponsor part, a sponsor clip now. So that's yeah, really I like. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Word. And uh, yeah, man. Then we'll definitely have some more stuff talked about. Hopefully, like maybe in two weeks or next week. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have some other other stuff, some some big boy stuff to talk about. I had a had a thought or two about. Um, and yeah, we we try mm. to try to get back to some regular regular podcasting. You got me kind of curious now. It's it's not anything crazy. Like it's not like you know somebody actually. Yeah, you I mean, what? you still got like seven minutes. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I, I got, I got. Two, I, I, I have two things, but one I'll just table for next time because it's not like super duper important. It's just uh, I just want to get okay. thoughts about it. But all right. um, <laughs> um, hold on. What was the thing? What was the thing? Dang it! Oh, dang it! I don't remember. I don't remember the name of it. So there's a there's a uh, there's one big other big thing that people talked about that I really wanted to talk about. I don't know if you've seen it, uh, but there was a documentary on Netflix. Okay. And the documentary was about a man who abducted a little girl. Okay. Oh, I seen I seen the uh, the not the clip, but like I seen that like you know the picture. 
something like that. Yeah, it's called. It was like their neighbor. Okay, I do remember. It's called Abducted in Plain Sight. You didn't see it? Okay. No, I haven't seen it. Okay, can you watch this movie soon? Okay. And then we actually let's let's wait, but I want to talk about it next time. I want I want to hear right. what you have to say about it. All right. Well, I can. I saw that like you know how it's like their neighbor, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, first off, why have your neighbor like that close to your kids? That's like that's my question. Well, it would like it, it, I saw like when you know when you go on Netflix and like you like put your cursor like right there like there's a little slideshow of pictures mm-hmm. you know that kind of shows you the movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so i saw that and i saw one picture of him like on the beach with her like just one picture of them by themselves and uh you know i was kind of reading the title and i'm like why is this family so close to this one dude it didn't look like he was married because it was just pictures of him right yeah well he, like i'm assuming i'm assuming he wasn't married right he he actually is married oh he was oh okay so, Do you want me to break it down still, for you yeah, break it I'll down. I'll just break it down for you. Dude, it is like it my telling you of what what this movie is is not going to do any justice to to this, but I want you to see it. We could talk about it next time. But anyways, so uh so <laughs> there's a family. Their name is their you know, their family name is the Brobergs. Um and they're just, you know, your typical family mom dad three three girls basically mm-hmm. um and they have a daughter her name is i want to say it's jan Ugh, i don't want to mess it up Let's see, hold on. I'm, I'm just trying to like get okay yeah the jan mm-hmm. <laughs> is the girl who got abducted um yeah and basically it's about how they strike up this bond um, with the Birchtold family, I think is what is their last name. So they the families are like connected at the hip. Like they go on trips together. They do barbecues. They do like Christmases. They have lunches together. Like it, it would be the equivalent of if we've had families and we just hung out all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. You know, not that big of a deal. Like, they're just two families who hang out. Dad owns... Yeah, that part That part sounds kind of normal. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, yeah. whatever. Well, you know, the more they hang out, more they hang out, more they hang out, um, the focal point becomes more about this... The main virtual guy, I think his name is Robert. I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and Robert is like... He's always there with the kids with the family he helps them build stuff he helps them you know they need borrow a damn cup, cup of sugar like whatever he he's there he's like their like main <laughs> yeah. guy um and gotcha. he's really affectionate towards the kids he gives them presents takes them you know teaches them about stuff and whatnot so it looks it seems very normal on the surface well then you know they kind of notice that robert is is really into to Jan, the the I think she's the I want to say she's the oldest daughter. I want to say she's yeah. the oldest daughter or the second oldest. But he's really into Jan. Like he's he's you know always with the other girls, but he's just so into Jan. Like taking pictures with her and always giving her like more special presents than the rest of the kids and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then it just kind of just keeps going and fueling and taking pictures of her and stuff and blah blah blah. And like it seems very innocent, but like. 
I guess they kind of noticed that he was really affectionate more towards her than anybody else. Um, mm-hmm. The kids love him. Like, he's the cool, like the cool parent, I guess. Um, like the cool uncle kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. one day, like, he goes, he goes and basically says, like, he asks the mom. The mom's name is Marianne. He asks her, like, hey, uh, can I take, can I take Jan, you know, to go see horses and go horseback riding, blah, blah, blah. And this is where things start to unfold and you start to smack your head. You start to say, what the fuck? Like, you're just yep. like, you just don't know what, what's going on. Uh, but the mom's like, yeah, I, you know, I guess, you know, but she's getting out of school. So she can't go because, you know, it's a school night. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. Like, I'll get her. We'll have her back by whenever. Um, so the mom is just like, I guess. Yeah, sure. Do it. So he takes the girl. He takes the girl like they don't come back. Oh shit! Wait, and, the wife too? No, he takes the the girl Jan and, and him him and him and Jan are together now at this point, mm. and don't come back and actually don't come back for like a couple days. So they don't come yeah. back. And the the mom and the dad are just like, well, you know, we trust him. You know, maybe something happened. Uh, yada yada yada. Um. I think his wife, his name is Gail. I'm going down the list of names here. I think that I'm trying to put them all together, but wife's name is Gail. Uh, you know, they call Gail like, Hey, have you seen them? She says, no. Uh, the, the mom, Marianne's like, okay, well, I think I'm going to call the cops. Uh, Gail for some reason is like, I feel like she was part of the whole thing, but, uh, oh shit. But, uh, doesn't like, it doesn't come to like really be that way. She just like, Calms them. It's like, no, don't call the cops. I'm sure they'll come back. Like, maybe they just got stuck somewhere, blah, blah, blah. It, it's like two weeks. It ends up being two weeks. They're gone. The girl is gone. Robert is gone. They don't call the cops. Oh, yeah, that's a smack in the forehead right and there. And then man. so finally, after like some time, they finally call the cops. Um, The FBI steps in. They're like questioning, like, why didn't she like call sooner like this and that and like well we trust him we don't think he's such a bad guy blah 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 they do an investigation they find like i think he kind of like staged it to make it look like somebody like maybe robbed them for their car or you know whatever because they leave uh an abandoned station wagon (laughs) all this stuff yada yada it goes down the way spoilers ahead i mean i'm already giving spoilers but spoilers ahead they he they find him in a trailer with her so he kidnaps her, takes her in the trailer. He sedates her, all this stuff. He makes her believe that she's been abducted by aliens, that they've both been abducted by aliens. Oh, my God. The She believes it, and the aliens tell this girl, if you don't sleep with him, if you don't have his baby, if all this stuff, if, if you're not with him, the earth is going to get destroyed because of you. And so she believes it. She goes along with it, bro. She starts having sex with this dude, this older guy. She's like 10 or something. Like, she's young. You said she's like sedated. Like, you mean like she was drugged out? Yeah, she was drugged. She wakes up. She uh, she remembers waking up in the trailer in the back bedroom. And a little speaker box was next to her. And the voice was like in an alien voice. And basically told her like all this stuff. Like, she she was an alien. She wasn't a human. She had a mission. She had to sleep with this guy. She had to have a baby. So she goes out into the front. Like They let her go, these aliens. She sees him out in the front of the trailer. She wakes him up. 
She says, you know, this is what I've been told, my mission. They start having sex together. Like, I mean, I'm not going to say having sex together like she's an adult. He starts molesting her. He starts to rape her. Um, Damn. All this stuff goes on. This goes on for multiple weeks. They find them. They charge, or not charge him, or they're trying to charge him. But because the cops, or because, damn, I don't remember in detail everything that happens, but basically they find him. They try to, you know, basically charge him for something. He does not get charged. What? It's a whole thing. It's like a (laughs) statute of limitation thing. Then he, they, dude, dude, this is wild. So then they start to go more into depth into the story about why, what was going on, what was happening. Dude, he seduced the mom of the girl he kidnapped. Before or after? I don't remember, but at some point he seduced the mom. Seduces the mom. He's banging the mom on the regular. Like, they're having sex all the time. Then he talks about an experience, or they talk about an experience where him and the dad are hanging out. He's joking with the dad. You know, yada, yada, yada. He said, hey, you know, I think the, the dad's name is Bob. Bob, you know, I'm just having a lot of stress lately. Me and Gail are not having sex. My wife, uh, we're just, we're just, you know, not connecting. You know, maybe you want to give me some relief. We find out that the dad jerks off this dude. Oh my god! So he didn't just bang the mom. He banged the dad. He banged the family. He banged all of them. He was banging all of them. And then we go further into the story. He kidnaps the girl again. Not once, not but twice. He kidnaps this girl twice. He bangs the mom, bangs the dad, kidnaps this girl. And then he blocks. That's like what? That's like a big fuck you in the face, man. Like Yeah. Oh my god. And then he He mar- he goes and marries this girl in like Mexico or something like that. The parents don't want to tell the cops don't want to tell the media because, well, they don't, the dad doesn't want him out as gay. They're, the the wife is fighting with the guy because, you know, this dude banged her like a million times. Like, it was wild, my dude. Like, it completely, like, jaw-dropping. Like, my jaw, my mouth was open from beginning to end. I was like, I could not believe this story. And That does. Oh, my God. Dude, so that's, and that's basically... A long story short, that's what the movie is, but completely oh, wild, dude. Well, it's either this guy was a good manipulator or the family was just fucking stupid. I think it was both. I think it was a little bit of both. I think that they ran into a really good master manipulator, but I also think that this that they were just stupid as all can be. Like I I I can't believe it. Yeah, that's Ah, oh, God. That, I, I don't know. I don't think I have any words for that. So, yeah. So, yeah, he was just banging the entire family, banged everyone. And, uh, yeah. So, the second time, did he actually get arrested? The second time, yeah, he finally did get arrested. So, um, he got arrested, but there was some circumstance where they could not fully, I think, fully charge him all the way. Like, he did not get the full extent of his charge or something like that. Um, I got to rewatch it again, but it was wild. <laughs> it was wild, too. It was completely and utterly wild. 
Yeah, there's a few things I gotta watch now, I guess. I gotta watch the Michael Jackson shit. I gotta watch this shit. And, uh... Damn. And I know we're late on this, too. Uh, but I just saw the Fire Festival documentary. Did you see that at all? I wanted to see that okay, one. Okay, I would add that to the list. Because that one is incredible okay. as well. That one is... Dude, I'm talking about... Well, Netflix is coming I, out with the shit. They are coming out with these movies that are insane. You know, that's the other thing. Like they found, they had a documentary about solving a cold case, and they actually solved it, or something like that. Right. I right. forgot which case it was, but I'm just like, damn, dude, Netflix is fucking getting on it, man. Yeah. But uh, damn, yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch those things. But yeah, we should definitely save all that shit for next time. Uh, it's kind of hard to leave off a good note after that. <laughs> sh- after, <laughs> after, yeah, I mean, look, man. After hearing all this crazy shit, I was like, damn, there's I, a lot of fucking weirdos out there. Out of the way. Like that's why I wanted to save it for next time, but I also wanted you, I wanted to explain yeah. enough of it so you could like go and see it for yourself. Because yeah, right. When you watch that and we have that fresh content, you're like, there's so much about it. So pretty much this whole podcast has been about movies and documentaries. I think what it's been about is taking people down and. I want to say it's about about rape, but <laughs> uh, I don't know if you can. Uh, I mean, well, because if you think about it, like R. Kelly yeah. was raping people, Michael Jackson was raping people allegedly. Six uh, Nine's gonna get raped in jail. <laughs> the family got raped by this guy. Yep. This is a podcast yeah, about uh, rape. Yeah. So uh. Thank you, Anchor, for sponsoring us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's been kind of professional. (laughs) And that's our ending for the day. Word. (laughs) All right. Peace. All right. Later. (laughs)